Hello, everyone. I'm Bill Raggio. I'm a senior fellow at Foundation for Defense of Democracies and editor of FDD's Lone War Journal. This is Generation Jihad, the podcast that covers all things in what used to be known as the global war on terror, but we now call the long war. Today, our, well, I don't think I could call you a guest anymore. I think you've earned a co-host status, Joe Trusman. <laughs> He's a research analyst at FDD's Long War Journal, and we are going to discuss Israel's war and the wider region. Joe, welcome back to Generation Jihad. Hey, Bill. Pleasure to be here as always, and looking forward to chatting about what's uh, what's going on. Yeah, there's certainly no dearth of topics, you know. One of the things when we prepare for this, we're like, all right, what are the four or five things? We got to got to narrow it down. There's just so much because, you know, you have Israel at war in Gaza. Then you have Israel battling against Hezbollah and battling against Hamas, other groups operating from the north. And then you have the militias and then you have the wider picture, Israel dealing with the Biden administration, right. pressure from the international community right. on how it's conducting operations. There's just so much to discuss and we'll, we'll touch on them. Joe, let's take them point by point today. Yeah. Let's start with the Israel Defense Forces incursion into Gaza. This began shortly after the ceasefire ended late last week. I believe it was late last week. Northern Gaza right now, it's it's cut off from the south and the Israelis are continuing to conduct operations there. They're discovering more tunnels and weapons caches, battling with Hamas and company, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, popular resistance committees and other groups. I'm a little surprised that they've opened up the front into the south and it looks like they're trying to again segment the uh the Gaza strip again it's unclear I think we predicted this early on Joe if I recall I suspected they would divide it into three parts the northern third a middle third and then the bottom third and that does appear to be what they're doing we'll find out but that would make sense that would give them areas that they can condense their operations and squeeze Hamas How's the operation going, Joe, from what you can tell? It's really difficult to get that on the ground perspective. Right. Hamas, if you look at their propaganda, they're telling you you're blowing up 10 Israeli tanks and armored vehicles a day and killing hundreds of Israeli soldiers. We know that's <laughs> not happening. And then, you know, Israel is obviously very tight lipped in how it releases its information. I think they're in a lose lose situation when coming to releasing information. But um, what's your perspective? How do you think this operation is going? We're one day over two months after the October 7th brazen assault and slaughter in southern Israel. How do things look in the Gaza Strip right now, Joe? Yeah, I can't believe it's in two, yeah, a little over two months now. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, for the Israelis, it's going pretty well. It's not perfect, obviously, and they are losing soldiers. They've lost in the ground assault, they've lost more soldiers than in the 2014 Gaza war. So, but regardless, it's going pretty well for them. I mean, despite Hamas propaganda or whatever, you know, their spokesmen or the several spokesmen that they have. Or spokespeople that they have. I don't think Hamas is employing female spokespeople, so we can call them spokesmen, <laughs> right. Joe. But, right. But regardless, Israel's, yeah, pretty much, um, they're, they're, they're having a lot of success. Hamas is having, I guess, these uh, limited success with destroying some vehicles or some tanks or armored personnel carriers and other type of Israeli military vehicles or and ground troops. Um, they're having a limited success, some areas, because it's a ground invasion that's expected that's going to happen. Despite some of these, uh, the Israeli military having, let's say, 
active protection system to basically deflect, I guess it's the easiest way to put it, deflect like RPGs or guided missiles, right? So regardless, Hamas has uh, some success. For example, I'll give one just happened today, actually. Technically, it happened last night. But uh, by the way, this was confirmed by the Israelis in a statement a few hours ago that the Israelis tried to rescue some hostages, at least one hostage, and uh, were unsuccessful. So they were able to, according to the Israelis, kill some members of Hamas, but couldn't get the hostage. Just right after that statement, Hamas published a communique. They spruced it up. They did the propaganda thing where they said they thwarted an attack or an attempt by Israel to rescue hostages and Hamas inflicted casualties. And that one of the hostages was killed, allegedly an Israeli soldier that was captured on October 7th. So that Hamas held. So I don't know. I can't say if Hamas killed him. I can't say if the Israelis killed him. I can't say for sure that he's even dead. Unfortunately, there is some evidence suggesting that he did, in fact, die. I won't get into the details of that just because we don't know. And I don't, I don't want to get into what ifs, especially on this type of topic. So, and nevertheless, Israelis are doing well. However, we can talk more about this here soon, is that there are some pretty big, uh, they're, they're being held back, essentially, uh, the Israelis, that is. And uh, I think this is going to be... Uh, they're in Khan Yunus, essentially, it's, 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 that's more in southern Gaza. But uh, I think that's where they're going to end up stopping uh, eventually. But we can talk more about that here in a little bit. So do we have a sense? Yeah, that's interesting. I You think that then you 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 think that the Israelis are going to halt the operation before fully clearing Gaza? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah it seems like it. I mean, you know, major mistake if so. Yeah, I mean, there's some reports out there already that, you know, in, in early January that the, the Israelis are thinking of switching the operation to uh, something that's uh, more targeted, less of a ground assault that they're like they're doing right now. All right. So I suspect and I don't know this for sure, obviously, but I suspect Han Yunus is going to be the it. Uh, and then they're going to um, change their way they they operate and maybe more of a, again, targeted strikes. Because uh, we got to remember, too, there's a lot of Palestinians, especially civilians, Palestinian civilians that have moved south. OK, so where are they going to go? Right. I mean, the, the military can't just go down to, let's say, Rafa, Rafa, for example, where a lot of people are which is as south as you can go for Gaza, um, which is on basic essentially on the border between Egypt and Gaza. And uh, uh, how how would they be able to operate with so many civilians there, right? So, um, so yeah, so I suspect Khan Yunus is going to be um, the last major focus of a ground operation. And, uh, you know, you could say that's a good thing. You could say that's a bad thing. I mean, I think it makes it difficult for the Israelis if they to achieve their goal of destroying Hamas. I mean, I think if it was up to the Israelis, they would just, they would go with all of Gaza, of course, right? They just wouldn't just be sticking to just two thirds of it. So, um, so yeah, that's what I suspect. It seems like that's that's what's going to happen because we've got to remember Israel's under a lot of international pressure, especially the its allies, right? In the United States and uh, the United Kingdom, so on and so forth. So, and um, and part of that pressure is what's happening in the region with the with the Houthis, with the shipping lanes, and with the American troops in Iraq and Syria. It's all a big pressure campaign by Iran, essentially, to help Hamas uh, and to put this pressure on Israel to uh, limit its war. Because in the end, what Iran wants and Hamas, of course, is that and Hezbollah and all the other 
ally uh, axis of resistance members is that they want to save Hamas, right? Because it's a it's an important piece in that uh, 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 to the puzzle of this uh, of, of Iran's network. So, but yeah, so that's what I suspect was going to happen. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really like it to be honest with you. If you're going to destroy Hamas, you, you're really going to have to you have to do it with a ground assault, right? Um, airstrikes. I don't know. I think they they can be effective, but they're limited. Yeah, and to to your question, Joe, if the Israelis have the ability and the wherewithal to weather the international pressure, what they can do with the civilians is send them back north once. What they should do, in my humble opinion, clear the north first, then you send people back up, then you send the civilians back up there, establish. That's when you're the humanitarian corridor, and it's getting make sure they have food and water and access to medical and then you clear the central and then you do you just rinse wash repeat um that's what they need to do if they want to fully attempt to you know because look if the reality is is if they stop these tunnels still exist weapon systems are still going to exist thousands tens of thousands of hamas fighters are going to survive and the israelis are going to be back in the same position they um let, let's turn to that pressure um let's let's discuss that that is you know, that's the we've always talked to but we talked about this from day one, Joe, the time, the clock is ticking. Time is not on Israel's side. And, we're you know, we continue to see international pressure. So the the minister of defense, he had said he foresees about two two months of combat operations. Then, as you noted, you know, looking to do some targeted strikes again. You know, this is what the Israeli mowing the lawn is what it's called. They called that in Afghanistan. They called it that in Iraq. And we you know how well that's all worked in those theaters. Um. I just don't think that's going to work. But um, the Biden administration is putting a lot of pressure on Israel to dial it back, both in, I think the private statement, what you're reading in, you know, the leaks in the Washington Post and the New York Times, you know, the administration wants to put it, put this out, that officials are putting it out there. Um, so do you get the impression the Israelis are listening to this, that they're it sounds to me like you, you, you think that the Israelis are, are, are starting to succumb to this pressure to, um, to, to stop short of fully defeating, uh, Hamas and clearing Gaza. Yeah. I think they are. Uh, unfortunately, I think I just, uh, yeah, I mean, they, I understand the, the, what the goals that the Israelis set for themselves in the beginning was pretty lofty, you know, destroying Hamas and Gaza at least. And they're going to go after Hamas leadership in, in other countries. I definitely believe that, but that's going to take months, years, probably. Uh, so, but regardless, I think they are, I think there's a lot of, again, it's just, I, like you just said it at the very, and I said at the very beginning, uh, when this all started, we started doing podcasts and uh, and 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 then our, our writing is that the biggest threat for Israel is time. It's not not Hamas. <laughs> it's uh, it's time, and they just don't have it. Just because we've seen it before, this is not like this is not new. So with previous conflicts of involving Hamas and Israel, right? So, um, so yeah, so yeah, it's gonna. It's going to come to an end, but it's not. I don't think it's going to come to an end on Israel's terms. All right. Uh, I think they, again, they want to go through it all the way. So, um, how that, what that's going to look like, I don't know. Uh, are they going to, let's say they stop in 
Let's say they stop in January, right? Sometime in January. They stop grounded operations. Uh, so what happens to the rest of Gaza? What are you going to do there? And this is what we've talked about before, right? We're talking about what are they going to occupy it. Uh, there's talks about possibly bringing the Palestinian Authority uh, back into the fold and to, to, to govern Gaza. I mean, but the Palestinian Authority can't even govern the West Bank. It's just, and I know there's some reports that the PA is getting, the Palestinian Authority is getting some help from, I, I don't know, it's from like, I think it was the, uh, from the British government. Uh, I can't remember the specifics, uh, but I just, uh, there's just, I don't see a reasonable, uh, I haven't read or, or talked to anybody with a reasonable idea of how, what the day after looks like in Gaza. I don't think anybody does. And if you're going to leave two thirds or a third of Gaza, um, where Hamas controls it, uh, that's going to be a big problem for whoever's trying to govern Gaza, right? Uh, even if it's a temporary, uh, government or whatever, I don't know. Hamas is going to cause a lot of problems. So I just don't know how this is going to really work out. Yeah. You know, again, I mean, it's a big mistake to allow Hamas to live the fight another day. I, I, the Israelis are making a massive strategic state mistake if, if they do go down this path. So you mentioned Joe, the, the Palestinian authority and I, Unfortunately, I read this a couple of day or two ago. I remember texting it to you, but I couldn't find the article. Um, there was a pretty good article. I don't remember the outlet. Um, you know, it was talking about the problems that the Palestinian Authority is having in the West Bank and that Hamas support is growing and the Palestinian Authority is seen as corrupt and weak and even Israeli stooges who are, you know, doing the bidding of Israel at the expense of the Palestinians. And yet you have the um, Biden administration, you had Vice President Harris giving a, a speech the other day advocating for the Palestinian Authority to govern in Gaza post-war. Um, what's the disconnect here? What does, does, do, do they not see the problems that the Palestinian Authority has, in, as you mentioned, governing, really surviving in the West Bank at this point? Right. Um, they know. The White House knows. I know they know because uh, I've talked to folks there, and um, they they absolutely understand that it's uh, how should I say it? Um, it's funk, cor- corrupt, <laughs> incompetent, <laughs> incapable. Yeah, yeah. we can uh, go on. Yeah, it's it's a crap show. I'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> you can say shit show on, the, on Generation Jaja. Right. We're good. Okay. Um, yeah. As regard regarding the at least the, the Palestinian Authority, just because. Yeah, I mean, these are people. These, this is a, a governing authority that has been is corrupt. Uh, that it's uh, that the, essentially the Palestinian street doesn't doesn't trust at all. It's lost a lot of influence in the West Bank, especially in recent years. Um, that's why there's a an essentially an insurgency going on in the last two and a half years in the West Bank, uh, backed by Iran. Iran saw an opportunity, saw the weakness of the Palestinian Authority, the loss of influence there. So what it did was started uh funding uh the Hamas Islamic Jihad and other groups uh in the West Bank to undermine the authority of the, the, the PA and it worked it did it's, it's been doing it's done a great job and so we're seeing all these guns and um uh in the West Bank in the, in the in the hands of Palestinian armed groups 
And yeah, it's just uh, the you know it's and I said it before on on this podcast when the when Hamas attacked on, on October seventh, the day after October seventh, nobody knew, barely anyone knew who the PA uh, who the PA was. Everybody knew who Hamas was, right? Uh, Hamas, uh, in effect, became um, the de facto leadership of, of the Palestinian people because of that uh, because of the October seventh attack. Uh, I really believe that, even though. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's awful, but, uh, at the same time, um, look what they did. Everybody knows about what happened October 7th. I'm not saying when I say everybody, I mean, you know, the, the, just the random person on the street here in the United States, um, they know, uh, they've heard about Hamas. Uh, I bet you they've never heard about Abu Mazen or Mahmoud Abbas or what, you know, any uh, the, uh, the, or Yasser the, Arafat, Yasser right? Arafat I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, um, or, uh, yeah. So it's just, um, you know, that's just the way I see it, unfortunately. And uh, now, yeah, so, okay, so you're going to put in the, the the Palestinian Authority, uh, who has, with, again, Mahmoud Abbas or Abu Mazen, however you want to call him, um, He uh, um, he's just this really old guy, and nobody's, like, nobody trusts him, really. And, I, I mean, and he's corrupt. It's essentially corrupt. So they're not able to, again, not able to govern Gaza. So he's going to need a lot of help, essentially. Okay. So if they're going to put the PA there, <clears throat> excuse me, there's got to be some type of international coalition supporting the PA. The PA cannot do it by themselves, um, just just based on history and, and what's happened in the last years in the West Bank. So um, that's my thoughts. Um, I know it's not nice, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good. So I hope there's a strategy uh, that's in place that, um, that I don't know of and that will actually work, but it doesn't look good right now. Cause I, I, I really don't know what, what this is going to look like post, uh, when the war is over. And I don't think really anyone does. Yeah, I, I concur. And also the, the, the article it's called from a it's at AFP. It's called Fatah and Freefall as Hamas and Israel wage war. You know, another interesting thing in that the, there's a call within the Palestinian authority to, um, reform to recreate or reignite the um was it the al-aqsa's martyrs brigade is that the... martyrs yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah so where do these guys if 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 the palestinian authority doesn't do it where do you think these guys go who do you think they latch on to if they can't get their jihad on with the palestinian <laughs> authority right no that's a good way to put it um yeah uh well listen al-aqsa martyrs brigades is um is basically it's a loose affiliate of, of Fatah and yeah it's essentially what they say is that they're the so-called armed wing of Fatah and uh, but there's like a bunch of uh groups that claim they're Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigades in, in, in the West Bank and there's some in, in Gaza some that are actually loyal not or even though they claim Fatah they claim to be loyal to Fatah they're not loyal to the the uh, uh, um, Mahmoud Abbas. They're loyal to uh, Mohammed Ahlan, uh, who is living in Qatar, who is a uh, essentially a rival of uh, Mahmoud Abbas. So, um, so what? What these? It's kind of funny because this Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade in Gaza is allowed to operate in Gaza, even though they're Fatah, because they're uh, not loyal to uh, Mahmoud Abbas in, in the West Bank. So, so they can do their, you know, they can, like you said, get their jihad on. <laughs> so <laughs> glad you like that one. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So yeah, so they're actually fighting right now. They're they're fighting the Israelis right now. So um, there's this uh, so Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigades in, in Gaza. So anyway, 
Um, I don't know. This is that's why there's so many questions, and there's a lot of good evidence. There's evidence out there that even the that the the, the Fatah or the Palestinian Authority uh, is engaged at, in, in some levels of uh, of terrorism still and acts of violence. I mean, there are uh, members of the PA's General Security Services who have been killed in recent days uh, shooting at Israeli soldiers. Uh, so, and it's not a lot, don't get me wrong. We're not looking, it's not like tens or like hundreds of, 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 uh, PH, uh, security services members doing this, like we would see in, like we saw like in the second Intifada, but, um, but we're seeing that. So there is, there is a pro, I think there really is a problem with terrorism or with violence, uh, within the PA itself, uh, members of the PA for sure. Um, so I don't know. It's again, uh, it's, it doesn't look good for having Fatah or the Palestinian Authority or who, whoever to, to govern um, uh, the, the Gaza Strip uh, after the war. They're going to need a ton of help. And, and I think maybe there will be, I, I think it's a really good idea to actually try to drum up international support specifically from Arab countries to support any governing authority in Gaza. Because uh, from what it looks like, uh, hopefully uh, Israel's got to remember it. Something very important. And I mentioned this in a previous podcast. I think that only way I think that uh, any governing authority uh, takes uh, is established in Gaza will be with the uh, acquiescence or uh, of the Israelis. All right. So the Israelis are going to have to trust whoever's going to go in there. And I think the only way that's going to happen is that if they get reassurances from reassurance from obviously from the United States and potential, you know, Abraham Accord allies or or uh, other Arab allies in, in the region. Right. So like Saudi Arabia, for example. So um, there's so many questions. I, I, I wish I could answer them, but I, I just don't know. Yeah. And as long as that country isn't Qatar or Turkey or Jordan, I think or, you know, we do the oars all day. You know, I mean, Egypt is, well, first of all, whatever country decides to stick their neck out in Gaza, if they're going to put troops on the ground or people on the ground, boy, that's a big risk. And, you know, I don't, you know, I can't see Western countries willing to do some type of peacekeeping force there. And you need to keep the UN out. We've learned that with UNIFIL up in, um, in Lebanon and, and the UN, uh, in in gaza which has essentially become arms of uh of the Hama, of hamas so that's a you know egypt to me seems to be the only country that the israelis probably can trust maybe the saudis but you know um i may be old school but you know i trust the saudis with nothing um regardless of whatever overtures they've made to the israelis i just just can't trust them sorry um and yeah, yeah, so that's a real difficult one. But uh, Joe, let's let's turn to the north, the other front, one of the other fronts. We, you know, obviously Hezbollah, Hamas, uh, and uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad operating in Lebanon, and, and then we have activity also as well from uh, from Syria into the Golan. What's happening up north? Has that to maintain that sort of? you know, medium boil, slow boil. Uh, do we see the threat growing? Um, Hezbollah hasn't weighed in in force here yet. They've done just enough to not incur a major Israeli response. Is that um, continuing? Essentially, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of, um, how would I put this? Like uh, there have been uh, very, some uh, uh, during some attacks by Hezbollah on Israeli, let's say posts or whatever, um or military sites 
there's been a lot of luck there uh, by the Israel on behalf of the Israelis uh, because Hezbollah has uh, come very close to killing several soldiers or, or a lot of soldiers, and uh, that easily could ignite a uh, or would actually would um, elicit a very strong response by the Israelis. And the fear here is, and I think it's completely. Um, uh, legitimate and reasonable uh, that the fear is that uh, one strike, right, or one big hit uh, by either side, right, could ignite a bigger conflict, right? And that's that's been the issue here so far. It's been most of it has been just uh, all the the attacks by Hezbollah and the responses by Israel. Most of them have been to the board at the border area, uh, in the, the uh, on, yeah on the border area. So which is good, a Lebanon-Israel border. Um, I, I think it was yesterday. Islamic Jihad published a statement saying that uh, two of their members were killed uh, by Israeli fire in Lebanon at the border area. But these members were actually, they weren't Lebanese. They weren't uh, from Gaza. They're actually, they were Syrians. So, which is interesting. Uh, it isn't the first time Islamic Jihad members uh, or Syrian members of Islamic Jihad have been killed in Lebanon uh fighting israel it happened earlier in the war so but still foreign fighters is always interesting um so yeah so but it's it's been on a simmer essentially uh and but uh or yesterday i think it was uh earlier today there was a airstrike in syria switching switching fronts now in syria uh blamed on israel that killed uh four um I guess we could, I, don't, I think the the initial reports say that they're members of the Golan uh, Golan unit, which is basically like a branch of Hezbollah that operates in the Golan Heights in in, in southern Syria, essentially. And they were killed by Syrian Hezbollah. They're called Syria. Right? Said, yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, so and that, that was interesting too. So you can see that there's activity there in Syria as well. And of course, you know the Houthis and what they're doing. Um, they're still firing at Israel after the ceasefire. Um, after the ceasefire was broken uh, by Hamas, uh, the the Houthis have restarted or resumed fighting or firing ballistic missiles and drones at Israel. So, um, so everything's just back to what it was before the ceasefire happened. Unfortunately, um, is it more intense? I don't know if it's more intense as far as attacks from other fronts, uh, but uh, we we talked about this uh, numerous times. Once you'll things will get hotter or more intense when Hamas starts feeling the heat. And I mean, uh, the, when Hamas is in danger, all right? I really believe that um, that we'll start seeing uh, more uh, different types of attacks. For uh, One example that we don't talk about much uh, is the West Bank, specifically what we, which I'm very surprised about still actually, is, um, is Al-Aqsa Mosque. Al-Aqsa Mosque has been pretty quiet. Yeah, that has been surprising to us. A great observation. You haven't really heard much. I expected a lot of activity there to inflame things, and we just haven't really seen that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, um, I'll tell you this Hamas has more control over Al Aqsa, Al Aqsa Mosque than most people, I think, want to admit. Okay. So if once they start feeling the heat in Gaza, I fully expect things to happen at Al Aqsa Mosque. Okay. And I'm not saying necessarily a terrorist attack. I'm saying, uh, some sort of incident where uh, the border police get involved, Israeli border police get involved, and then we start seeing the rioting there. And then, because uh, the, essentially what Hamas is going to try to do is uh, build more pressure on Israel by uh, creating these events at a 
obviously a very holy site uh to uh, uh for for um for 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 uh, arabs right for uh the 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 ummah the islamic nation right so um so yeah so i could totally i totally expect to see that happen it hasn't happened yet maybe it won't hopefully it won't but um i i, th- I think that's uh, a card right that hamas hasn't played yet so um We'll see. I would very. I would keep my eyes on Al-Aqsa Mosque, and I feel like Israeli. The Israelis know this. The especially Israeli intelligence uh, knows this. That this is a card that can that Hamas can use, uh, but they haven't yet. And of course, uh, more attacks in the West Bank because Hamas operates there, and Islamic Jihad and, and others. Yeah, that, I, I, that's an excellent observation. I think you're right. They're going to play that card to really want to force an Israeli response and make the Israelis look to be the aggressor to creating a you know some type of horrific response from the israelis um that will play well and um you know hamas certainly hopes that would hope that that would incite you know perhaps hezbollah to join the fray and the other militias to really weigh in oh yeah and i'll, and I'll add something because just because you mentioned it uh just two quick things i mean listen in 2021 when hamas and israel had their last significant war um Hamas incited violence uh, at Al-Aqsa Mosque, and they used it as a pretext, among other things, of course, but they used it as a pretext to uh, to attack uh, Israel uh, in the 2021 war. They uh, they uh, fired rockets at Jerusalem um, uh, and under the pretext that they were protecting Al-Aqsa Mosque uh, and because there's a lot of fighting and uh, or clashes at Al-Aqsa Mosque. So that's but it, it, it wasn't because of that. But that's another story. Uh, so it's. So yeah, so they can absolutely use it, but but they haven't yet. So I I expect to do it. And I said a second thing as well, but uh, unfortunately I forgot about it. But I'll uh, but I'll say this uh, something important as well that uh, again we have several groups here. It's not again it's not a Hamas. It's Islamic Jihad, Popular Resistance Committees. There's there's a PFLP, the PFLP GC. I could go on and on. Uh, there's and there's jihadist groups as well. That unfortunately this is the thing I've been having issues with. There's jihadist groups. Uh, that are opposed to Hamas's rule in Gaza, uh, that operate in Gaza, uh, that I know are uh, are firing rockets that are uh, attacking the Israelis or Israeli troops uh, that haven't been that. that uh, but we don't hear much about them, uh, unfortunately. Just about as far as uh, the as an uh, from an analyst perspective, right? Because we always want to get that data and see in the videos and understand what's happening with them, but. Uh, so again, yeah, it's a lot of groups and money. Many of these groups, uh, other than the jihadists, uh, or not the jihadists, but uh, the other groups I mentioned, do operate in in the West Bank, so they can also uh, stir up the uh, create some problems. Yeah, and it's interesting that you know the the focus on Hamas is sort of as the lightning rod, and and rightfully so. I mean, they're the ones that you know October seventh doesn't happen if Hamas doesn't organize and permit it. But, you know, these groups can fly under the radar. And this is the other reason why it's important to fully clear Gaza to um, these groups need to be dealt with. And, you know, they they're they are also will escape um, just the needed justice that that's to come. And it's the Israelis. I really hope that, um, you know, if they are planning on dialing it back and not fully fully clearing Gaza, um, I hope they change their minds on that, because this this problem will just continue there there will be more rockets there'll be more attempts at raids sure the israelis are going to shore up defenses but then you're going to see you know i would expect things in the west bank which is far more joe as you could lay out better than anyone far more complicated 
at least Gaza geographically is confined to an area. It's a very difficult area to deal with. But the West Bank is a patchwork of Israeli and Palestinian, you know, um, area zones. And, you know, you need a decoder ring to try to figure out where you are, essentially. So, you know, this that's that's um, fertile ground for all of these smaller groups to operate in as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've been, I've been to the West Bank. I've been to the Northern West Bank. You have to, I mean, you can't, I'll, I'll tell you this. When you said patchwork, you're right. It's, it's a, you can't use Google maps in the West Bank. I'll just tell you that right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, even ways or whatever. Yeah, um, it's dangerous. You make a wrong turn into a, uh, let's say a, a Palestinian village that's not friendly and doesn't know you. Uh, God forbid you're Israeli, right? Or driving with a in a car that with Israeli license plate, which most people do if you're coming from Israel, uh, you're going to have a lot of problems. So, um, so yeah, the, the West Bank is is definitely um, a very big problem that Israel is going to have to deal with. Okay, when this war in Gaza is is over, it's uh, again going back to their goals, their stated goals. They're going to get rid of Hamas. They're going to have to go into the West Bank. There's no way around it. So that's probably the next phase. When that's going to happen, who knows? But uh, this can certainly take years overall. I I think um, if they're going to get rid of Hamas and other groups, it's going to take them years. It's going to be years of fighting, even if it's on and off. Yeah. And, you know, that's the other the other reason, right? You can't leave Gaza, you know, open or 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 unresolved if you need to turn to deal with Hamas and, and company in the West Bank. It's just, it's just madness. I just hope these reports are are wrong. Um, I hope the, you know, the Israelis are, are clear eyed here and are really looking at the big picture because, you know, going back to mowing the grass is not, is not the solution here. No. Well, Joe, thank you very much for your insights on the vast battlefield that the Israelis and, and the West is facing in the region. Um, Let's get, we'll, we'll talk again Monday. Yeah, sounds good, Bill. Always, again, I always tell you, I enjoy being here and talking about this subject. It's still going to be a while. We'll be talking a lot about it. Uh, I expect actually for the foreseeable future, even if there's an, even if the ground operation ceases, let's say in a few weeks or next month, whatever, um, this is still going to be an issue for a long time. So it'll be a subject that we'll, we'll talk about a lot, I believe. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, this is, this doesn't end with the Israeli ceasing operations in Gaza. That's for certain. There is a, a lot to play out here. So thanks again, Joe. And thanks, everyone, for joining us for today's episode of Generation Jihad. Just a reminder, you could find this on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review, preferably a positive one if we earned it. Thanks again, and we'll see you all again soon.